sit back, relax, you got nothing to lose. What do you think I'm about to show you? The feeling of the species is more deadly than a male. Only a movie, you can say it again. Just wait till you see what I did at the end. The female of the species is more deadly than a male. The female of the species is more deadly. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the More Deadly Director's Cut, where we speak with the women-identified directors who are making the horror movies that we love oh so much. Joining me is the very best podcast host and friend, honestly, truly, a total diamond I could ever ask for, Ariel. Aw, hi. <laughs> My voice is a little, <clears throat> and I, you think, oh, Rachel, do you have a cold? Is it allergy season? No, I made Ariel listen to me for cry for like 20 minutes <laughs> before the podcast. <laughs> you did not make me listen to you. I did. I've been held hostage, guys. Come rescue me. <laughs> Whatever the DoorDash equivalent of, of hostage taking, I ordered one of those, and I was like, you will sit and listen to me, boo-hoo. But no, you are the best. You are so sweet and so supportive. Um, Oh, and you, you made too, me Rach. feel so much better. So when I say she's the best friend you could ever hope for, I'm not kidding. It's these you are, are so, facts. You are so kind. I appreciate that. Oh, you okay? Anyway, <laughs> how, girl, how have you been? What have you been up to? Um, yeah, I've been okay. Things are going good. Not good. Anything exciting, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Well, I can think of one really exciting thing happened. Oh, really? Yeah, we talked to Hannah Bergholm, director oh, right. of Matching. <laughs> you mean the whole that reason was, we're sitting here today? Right. That right. wasn't fair. That was a total like gotcha <laughs> question. <laughs> but I am actually excited because yeah, I think me too. listeners are going to have a really good time with this. We had such a fun conversation with Hannah. She is so smart. She is so funny. She is so badass. We always talk about when we're doing our background information on these directors, we always comment on like, how amazing they are that they just get shit done. You know, I know girl boss is a pejorative at this point, but there is some of that. You have to have some of that in order to, you know, do what she, you do as a woman director to be able to break through, to push past all the no's and all the roadblocks that stand in your way. And Hannah is no exception. We're going to get into the way that she got her special effects for this movie. And she is a boss. Oh, yeah. Big time. <laughs> so, okay. But before we get into that, we yes. want to take a few minutes to kind of talk about Hannah and the film and our thoughts about it and all that stuff. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Cool. So before we do any of that, though, Ariel, what is our spoiler policy on this podcast? All right. So we are going to do our very best to avoid spoilers, but we do touch on some things about the film in this interview that may be kind of spoilery. So I guess proceed with caution. Or you can just go and watch the movie, which you totally should do, and then come back. And it is out today on all of the major VOD platforms, so it'll be easy to get your hands on. Hell yeah. Put it in your eyeballs. You will not regret it. Oh, wait. I'm oh, getting yeah. ahead of myself with the review. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let me tell you a little bit about Hannah and the background of this film. This is going to be pretty quick. So Hannah is a Finnish director, and Hatching marks her feature film debut, which is... Blown away. Wild. <laughs> wild 
Uh, it also just so happens to be the highest budget film ever directed by a woman in all of the Finland. That's so crazy. Yeah. Pretty I mean, awesome. But I feel like she used that budget to good effect in this movie. And honestly, talking to her, I'm like, of course they gave you money. Who's right. going to say no to you? <laughs> <laughs> so true. She graduated from the University of Art and Design in Helsinki in 2009 and went on to direct several internationally awarded short films and TV drama series, including the horror short Puppet Master. What? Which we need to track down. I, there's a trailer on Vimeo. I got very excited because I thought I had found it. Oh, that's always so disappointing when and then it's just a trailer. Oh. It's got to be somewhere, right? Yeah, I mean, with a name like Puppet Master and what she's done with Hatching makes me very curious to right? see. Right? Right? That's such a good point. It was selected for several international f- film festivals, including Fantasia Film Festival and Fantastic Fest. Nice. Yes. So like I said, Hatching is her debut feature film, and it premiered at the 2022 Sundance Film Festival, where it received lots of positive reviews and is now set to be released on April 29th, which I believe is either today or tomorrow, depending on if you're a patron or not. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we're past the spoiler warning. So I want you to lay it on me, Ariel. Give me the synopsis for Hatching before we get into this review uh, of the film. Okay, well, I tried to keep it non-spoilery. Oh, okay. Just kidding. No spoiler (laughs) warning required. (laughs) So this is about a 12-year-old gymnast named Tinja who desperately wants to please her mother, who's a social media influencer who Mm -hmm. is very obsessed with her image. (laughs) Tinja finds a wounded bird outside and decides to bring its egg home with her and snuggle with it at night (laughs) (laughs) yes but then what hatches out of the egg is very mysterious and changes her life in ways that she could not have predicted and i definitely could not have predicted (laughs) oh this uh, yeah i mean we're going to be hanging out with our good friend caitlin over at plug it up where we're going to do an in-depth review of this but I want to briefly kind of talk about our thoughts so that if people are curious if they should grab this and watch it before they hear the interview or whatever, to keep it short and simple, the answer is hell yes. This movie <laughs> is rad. What did you think? I loved this movie. It is strange. This is an odd yeah. movie, but it's oh, yeah. odd in a really appealing way, in yes. like the best way. It has great actors that the child actor in this is incredible incredible and i mean (laughs) she's got to do a lot in this movie i don't want to say all the things she has to do but she has to do a lot and i think she does all of it really well Mm -hmm. and then on top of that the creature design in this movie is so so good good. it's super unique and it has kind of dark crystal vibes a little bit yes there it's kind of a skexies thing right yes exactly think about that you're so right (laughs) And then on top of all of that cool stuff, you've got this super interesting relationship between the mother and daughter, this kind of toxic dynamic that the film really explores in interesting ways. So, yeah, I think this is fantastic. I think everybody needs to go see it. And I know Rachel was in love with the wallpaper. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) 
uh, I appreciated the wallpaper. Well, that's what I mean. <laughs> we all know that I have, I, I enjoy a strong, bold wallpaper choice. I do. I get very excited <laughs> by wallpaper. You're not kidding when you say that. But what I loved is it took this wallpaper to a sinister place. Yes. It was used to sinister effect. It's almost, I was trying to think about what this movie is like. And in terms of its aesthetic and like its vibe, it's like a really creepy, feminist body horror version of but i'm a cheerleader oh that's interesting with all the kind of poppy colors too and that brightness but it's kind of layered over the top of all this dark stuff that's really happening that's interesting yeah totally and the way that it kind of plays in the space of hyper reality but also there's this undercurrent more so in this obviously right horror film yeah yeah but it's not just daylight horror it's like pastel nightmare horror yes (laughs) It's such a cool movie. Aesthetically, in terms of its themes, in terms of its performance, in terms of its plot, and in terms of its feature effects, this thing is a winner winner. Yeah, and it's just really, really unique. I don't think I've ever really seen something quite like this one, which is saying something because we watch a lot of movies. Watch a lot of movies. (laughs) A lot of long movies sometimes. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) But we won't get into that. What we will get into, though, is our amazing conversation with Hannah. We hope we've influenced you and you're going to go check it out. Like the mother in this, we're we're social media influencers now. No, but seriously, you should check it out and also listen to our interview with Hannah Bergholm. I will say there might be some minor spoilers in here. So if you're super spoiler adverse, check it out, come back and listen. Otherwise, dig in because this conversation is fantastic. Hannah, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us today. Um, We got the chance to see Hatching and it made us very excited to talk with you because it's such an interesting film. Really, really beautiful. So uh, I guess our first question is, since this is your first feature-like film and, you know, you were obviously very involved with its creation, how does it feel to have your baby out and being seen by the world? Uh, yeah, it, it feels wonderful. And and I'm so happy that we have got so, uh, I mean, we got to Sundance, which was our dream when making the film. That was kind of the place when we were kind of hoping to get the film. and. Uh, and then also that we got so wonderful reviews from some so many places and what is what feels especially good is that uh people who have written about the film seem like they have understood the themes and uh, things that we were wanting to tell in this film and that they have they also kind of praised so many elements in this film which is wonderful because this is teamwork and I really love how people's, everybody's work is being noticed. So, mm-hmm. so all that seems just wonderful. Oh, that's great. That's so great. I'm so glad you're having that reception, my people. Yeah. So one of the things we really loved about this movie was the creature design. I mean, you managed to really skirt that line between creepy and adorable, which is so hard to do. <laughs> Can you talk a little bit about your concept for the creature? Yeah, uh, that was really, uh, I started to design the look of the creature with two Finnish concept artists. And uh, what I was uh, describing to them that what I wanted was that, uh, first of all, the creature has to be totally deformed in every way. So it's total opposite of what uh, this teeny as the girl's mother wants her daughter to be this perfect gymnast. 
and uh, and also what i want is that it's kind of anorectically thin because there is this subtle theme of eating yeah. disorder mm-hmm. and uh, and and it's just disgusting in every way kind of it's just yeah. slimy and it has teeth in all the wrong places and, <laughs> and, but but at the same time i wanted that it's not a predator it's uh so it has kind of very big eyes so kind of very childlike so it's kind mm-hmm. of all instincts open and i kind of described that i wanted it to be kind of like a smelly teenager who is raging to his parents and <laughs> oh, <that's great. laughs> kind of like oh kick me to your arms and oh you're too big and no no I'm not I'm not so <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah and then I showed them some reference images and so on and they, and uh, they draw some concept drawings of the creature and some 3d sculptures and and then I knew that I really want uh, the creature to be a physical kind of creature that is not digital character yeah so i wanted it to be an animatronic puppet because i've always admired like et or cronenberg's films or so then i knew that we need the best possible person to make that puppet and i wonder who that could be and so i googled uh, the best animatronic designer in the world and i found gustav hergen who has been the lead animatronic designer in the latest Star Wars films and Jurassic World and Prometheus. So oh, wow. I contacted him and uh, and he got excited in coming on board and his team created this puppet for us. That's so impressive. As someone who suffers with uh, imposter syndrome a little more often than I would like, this, and there was another instance I read where you were giving advice that you should reach out to your idols and ask them to be in your crew. How, I mean, those are such boss moves. How do you kind of push back on imposter syndrome or do you not experience it at all? (laughs) Yeah, well, uh, yes. thought that uh okay it just has to be the best one and then you know I I just saw uh Gustav's uh videos of the puppets he has done and how well the animatronics move and uh, and I was just so impressed and so I just I just want him and uh yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Well, I also read that part of the, maybe not the creature design, but the creature itself came from a memory that you had from childhood of a creature in the closet. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, it was actually, it was, uh, well, it was multiple creatures because mm-hmm. I, every time I saw uh, any horror film, all those well creatures and murderers and uh, vampires, whatever, uh, kind of moved into my wardrobe and kind of haunted in my house in my imagination so so basically there were so many of them that I had just to kind of concentrate and keep them under my control and uh, and also as a child since they kind of kind of every night they were there in my wardrobe I kind of also got uh, used to them and kind of got a fond of them so so this kind of memory of being a fond of something that is scary and something you just imagine and you know I, I always knew that I just imagined them but uh, but uh, that kind of feeling was something I wanted to put into this 
fill them into this uh, relationship with the girl and the creature. That's fascinating. Yeah. yeah, because so much of horror too is about that same feeling of sort of falling in love with the scary things, you know, the yeah. things that traumatized us as children. That's yeah. really interesting. We also read that in the original script for Hatching, the main character was a boy. So why did you decide to change it to a young girl and sort of tell the story from a female perspective? Yeah, that was really, at that point, it was basically uh, on the idea stage that uh, the our screenwriter, Ilya Rautsi, so he contacted me and said that he has this idea in his mind that a boy hatches a double ganger out of an egg, and that is basically all he knows so far. And uh, And the reason why I said right away that I mean, this story is wonderful and this idea, but I want it to be a girl, is that I have watched loads and loads of films uh, in my time, but I have, haven't really found many female characters and protagonists that I could really relate to and I, that I could mm-hmm. feel that they tell kind of real, the female side of the story. They're usually kind of objects, uh, in one way or another so Mm -hmm. so as a filmmaker I really want to tell stories about women because I think that is something that we are really missing in our film histories to have kind of female stories yeah I think that's very true and I think that throughout so many of the themes in the film you really sort of uh, weave in a lot of like girlhood stuff and women's stuff and I I really responded to that for instance I really love the metaphor of the egg that it's kind of this externalized womb where you know she gestates and then nurtures sorry my cat is making an appearance (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if you could hear her earlier but she she gestates and nurtures this creature that is kind of like the persona of these young girlhood feelings that you're warring against kind of to put forward a more palatable kind of presentation. Is that something that was important for you to explore? Uh, Yes, it was. And I really wanted this whole world in this film to be kind of this mother's world that she kind of portrays everything that she feels that is feminine and lovely. And Uh so I really wanted it to have these pastel colors and, uh, and she didn't see, doesn't want any kind of uh, uh, big emotions in the family. So there are no strong colors. And uh, yes. since she doesn't want any dark secrets, there are no dark shadows. And everything's kind of toned down and so controlled that it's kind of scary. And I also wanted to kind of tell about this kind of different sides of femininity in, in, in a way that it's very kind of over, it's very feminine and uh, something that you kind of consider as feminine is the overall style. And at the same time, there is this yeah. hideous creature that doesn't just belong into this, this yeah. <laughs> lovely atmosphere. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's one of the great things about this film that really blew us away were just the aesthetics of it, because not only is the creature design fantastic, but the set design also, I think says a lot about what's happening in the film. And I really love that juxtaposition between these sort of beautiful outdoor sun-kissed scenes. And then when you go inside, it's all this very colorful floral wallpaper. And it seems almost artificial in comparison to what's happening outside. Can you talk a little yeah. bit about your intent and thought behind all of that? Yeah, that that was really uh, the point. And, uh, and so for our wonderful production designer, Baby Ketun and I uh, described that I wanted, that I really want to have kind of, rose wallpapers especially in the girls room and I want the girls wallpaper to kind of 
look like it's not actually what she would have picked herself as uh, queen. That it's look like her mother's kind of mm-hmm, uh, kind yeah. of idea, what she wants for her daughter, and uh, and then baby shirts for a long, long time. These wallpapers, and we discussed multiple different options of wallpapers until she finally found this one, and it came in all different colors. And then we decided to put kind of the same wallpaper into every room and it's just so much roses that it's kind of <laughs> just suffocating and it's just yeah everything is kind of we had a lot of fun in kind of uh, planning everything that is in the house and all the little details for there are many kind of nice details for example uh, uh when they have books they are all kind of covered with golden papers and you don't even see what is the name of the book and uh, and so mm-hmm. And then baby came with this idea that uh, that where they have rose bouquets in the house, but they are all dried flowers. All flowers yeah. are kind of dead. And and then we also color graded it in a way that the sunlight that is outside, it kind of when it reaches inside, it's always a little bit cold. So inside, there's always a little bit yeah. cold atmosphere. And also, what we did for the kind of subtle sound design thing was that in their own backyard you never hear sound of the birds but in neighbors yards you'll hear the birds and in their yards it's kind of silence again so, oh, so yeah. it something when you watch the film you don't even notice but yeah. I would really wanted to create this kind of feeling of emptiness and kind of fakeness into this world yeah, yeah. that was very successful <laughs> yes <came> across. <laughs> I did love it when the rose wallpaper showed up in the, the baby's room <laughs> I yeah, was like not- oh <laughs> no <laughs> It's spreading. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the most fascinating aspects of the film is that family dynamic. You know, from an outsider's perspective, we're fed this vision of them as this perfect family. And then you see inside it's it's really combative combative, both between the parent, well, dad's not so combative, but Mm -hmm. mother and daughter, the siblings are always fighting. Why was it important for you to focus on sort of the flawed and the complex relationship specifically between mother and daughter in this film? Yeah, uh, that also the mother-daughter relationship really started when I started to think about the first sentence that Ilya had about the girl and girl hatching uh, an egg and yeah. and something a double coming out of an egg and i started to think that okay if she's hatching something it means to me that she's trying to kind of hide some of her emotions and put there somewhere else mm-hmm. and in hatching there is this kind of kind of theme of motherhood and then i thought that if girl feels that she can't really show all her emotions so there's something wrong with this mother daughter relationship then yeah. and and uh, so all that really started from this one sentence and I started wanted to explore this kind of very twisted mother-daughter relationship where the mother treats her daughter as being something that is there for her mm-hmm. and kind of mm-hmm. fulfill her kind of unfulfilled dreams and uh, right yeah yeah absolutely I I love all of that that you did with the relationships between the parents and the kids I think it's so interesting and rings so true. And I really love that you even styled the kids to kind of look like mini versions of their parents. Were you trying to comment there on the way that parents sometimes see their kids as just an extension of themselves? Yes, definitely. And and that was something uh, 
uh, also in the script, there is a hint that mother has been also a figure ice skater and uh, maybe right. Korea has stopped. And uh, so now she's kind of trying to kind of uh, make her daughter as new version of herself and she can live the kind of hopefully the success of the daughter. Right. Mm-hmm. The success she never had herself. That's yeah. interesting. And the same, same thing you can kind of see in the in the brother that it's but brother is dressed like the father and yeah 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 absolutely absolutely I love the mirroring between the mother and daughter like there's a moment where mom finally kind of breaks and you see that she also has those same sort of dark emotions but has never modeled them in a way that her daughter thinks that they're acceptable I think it's really really powerful such a great scene and then the way she just clips it back together I think it says a lot about the female experience just in general. (laughs) Um, So we read that Hatching is actually the most expensive Finnish film that has ever been directed by a woman, which is awesome. Congratulations. Um, Can you talk about what that means for you? Uh, Yeah, it it does mean a lot. And the reason why I have always wanted to say that out loud is that because there is still difference in, uh, uh, in, in the budget or how, how big a budget men usually get and how big budget women right. get and I think it's important to discuss that and also it was very important to me to and, and we worked with our producer Mikari Tahti we worked very hard and long time to kind of present the film and pitch the film for the f- different financiers and and uh, and yeah then it really meant a lot to me to get kind of a well, proper budget is never enough, but anyway, <laughs> anyway, so so to make things properly and and uh, not to compromise, kind of, so so yeah. that was really wonderful, and, and it did mean a lot to me. Wow. Yeah, oh, I'm so glad you didn't have to compromise because this movie looks fantastic, and I just am in love again. I have to say it, but that creature design so great. Yeah. <laughs> so. We are so inspired by women directors like you. It's what our whole podcast is about. And we were just wondering if you have any advice for young women who want to direct, but maybe feel like they can't, that it's not an option for them. Yeah. Uh, Well, one kind of very practical advice is that I found this all uh, kind of different forums and workshops where we were pitching the film very useful because then you can really connect with uh, different people. And for example, we found our uh, sales agent Wild Bunch International from uh, Frontiers uh, co-production market uh, in uh, Montreal. So, and, uh, and uh, so, and that was wonderful to kind of find them because they are so big and important company. And, and all that really kind of getting those connections really helped me in kind of, in making this film and I think it's important to keep on dreaming big and then in order to make those dreams come true to kind of reach people go to search for for these kind of forums or screenwriting workshops that are also kind of tied into some festival like Cannes or 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 Sundance or something that you know might help you to go forward Mm -hmm. uh, also after the screenwriting stage. I think that's really great practical advice that people can put to use right away, which is really, really great, which is really, really great. So 
Is there anything, you've done a lot of press around the film. You've been asked the same questions a lot. I'm sure we are guilty of asking a few of them. (laughs) Hopefully we ask some fresh questions, but is there anything that has not come up yet or that you've wanted to talk about, about the making of the film? Well, something that no one has uh, asked uh, about is the the music of the film. Oh, yeah. uh The the soundscape of the film. Nobody has actually asked that. And and what I would like to tell about the the music and the sound is that, uh, well, I always like that the, the music and sound kind of work together in a sense that you don't really maybe sometimes notice which is which. Right. And uh, and we had a wonderful sound designer, Carl Svensson from Norway, and and he did first of all wonderful work in kind of really making this Alice voice kind of come alive, and mm-hmm. and he used oh, yeah. a lot of his own children making voices, and me making kind of (laughs) (laughs) and he he has a sore throat and he used him kind of he was very ill at one point and he was using himself kind of (sighs) breathing (laughs) (laughs) recording that so so that was Dali's breathing was kind of he being ill and uh, yeah and then we had also a wonderful uh, composer Steinberger Svensson and also we had another composer, Janne Storm, and they worked very well together. And uh, and also they worked very well together with our sound designer. And also one thing I wanted was to get some very physical, dark, low sound that mm. always appears when the when Ali appears and when the egg hatches. I yeah. and we searched for a long time what that sound could be, and every instrument kind of sounded just like an instrument and yeah. I wanted it to sound very physical and then uh, in the end I asked our uh, compo- uh, another composer Janne Storm to just you know take a mic and just do that and and kind of change the sound so that you don't recognize that it's human sound but there is something human in it and uh, and we started to call it a vomit sound because it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, and then it was basically uh, our two composers, Stain and Janne, working together. And Stain was composing this music, and then uh, saying to Janne that, "Okay, now you can vomit all over my music." And then Janne added this. <laughs> yeah so that was cool oh that's Um, amazing that's so fascinating how you come up with these sounds that create all the atmosphere for a film because I would never have guessed that any of that happened (laughs) (laughs) absolutely can you tell us maybe what you're up to next if you have anything in the work Yes, actually, uh, at the moment, I'm writing a new feature film with uh, Ilya Rautzi, the same screenwriter. So we are kind of uh, co-writing and continuing our co-work because it's very a joy to work with him. And and so our next feature, it's uh, it's also it's kind of fantasy drama with horror elements. And it tells about a woman who becomes a mother for the first time. And she has very high expectations, how wonderful it will be to be a mother. And suddenly she feels that she can't really connect with this baby. And the mm. baby is just weird and demanding. And it just screams all the time and sucks blood from her breasts. And she becomes convinced that this is not human. This is something Ooh, else. And it's actually her baby. So, yeah, it, it tells about this kind of very difficult side of motherhood. 
Yeah. Amazing. Oh, that sounds great. I can't wait to see that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Day one, I will be there. Yeah. yeah. So, so I know we're at the end of our time here. I just wanted to ask if listeners want to follow along or keep up with you on social media, where can they follow you? Uh, well, I have a, an Instagram page, so they can follow me there. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you so, so much for your time today. Congratulations again on hatching. I can't wait to watch it again. I think it's amazing. I can't (laughs) wait to show it to all my girlfriends. I think they're going to think it's amazing, but yeah, congratulations and have a great one. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for everyone who set this up. We really appreciate it. All right. So that was our very fun, very funny (laughs) chat with the brilliant Hannah Bergholm. That I don't know about you. I had such a good time. I did too. She is so great. Yeah. And she let us ask so many great questions. She was Uh really willing to dive into the film. And Uh I so appreciate that, that we didn't have to stay surfacey. It was great. Yeah. It was funny when I was like, do you ever experience imposter syndrome? And she's like, not really. I mean, (laughs) I wanted to like go and touch the hem of her garment. I was like, how do you not have that? I mean, just the way, like you were saying, you kind of hinted at before Yeah, the way that she got the puppet and the the creature effects for her movie. It's amazing. She's just like, who is the very best person I could possibly ask to do this? And Mm -hmm. I'm just going to cold call them and see what they say. She is not wrong. She's yeah. not. She is correct. And her confidence absolutely paid off. But it's I. it's just why it's so foreign to me to be like, of course, the very best of the best. That is who I need to do my first project. That's right. Like, <laughs> I mean, that would be like, who? who's a big podcaster? Like, who's the biggest that isn't garbage? Um, <laughs> That's a hard one. Right? I was like, I started mentally scanning. I was like, nope, nope, nope. I wouldn't ask them anyway. Nope, nope, nope. Mark Maron. Okay, like, if I was just like, this is my first podcast ever. I feel like Mark Maron should be, should work on my, he should produce my podcast. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. But, and I, and I, I mean, I would never have the guts to do it, but she had the guts and it paid off. It, I, I think there's a lesson in there. Like, oh, I uh, think there's a huge lesson. Yeah. Take your shot. I mean, the worst right? that the person could have said is no. Right. right. And she got something amazing out of it. Yeah. I mean, she was willing to put herself out there. Yeah. There's like that saying, like you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Yeah. Yeah. Shit, I got to start taking some shots. I got to shoot my shot. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that was great. I loved the film. I hope that you guys enjoyed the conversation. I hope we have talked you into checking out Hatching. Again, like we said, it's available now on all the major VOD platforms. And it's honestly great. Do yourself a favor and do not miss this one. Yeah, definitely. Go watch it. Awesome. All right. So Maybe you have some thoughts about this movie. Maybe you have some questions about our questions, or maybe you just want to say hi. Whatever the case is, you can always reach us at rachel at zombiegirls.com. That's G-R-R-L-Z.com. Or you can come over to our Facebook page and slide into the DMs there. Or even better, you should follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We are a bomb follow because of Ariel. (laughs) (laughs) We've been Um, working really hard to... To put some more energy into our social media pages. So yeah, come check them out. We're having a good time. Yes, at ZG Podcasts, plural, on both Twitter and Instagram. Come follow us. If you're looking for something spooky to watch tonight because you've already watched Hatching and you're like, I got the fever for more horror. Well, good news. We have a calendar just waiting for you on the Zombie Girls website. Check it out. Uh, We keep track of all the spooky doings that are happening on, on the various streaming platforms. What's going on with Netflix, though? 
This show's getting rough over there. Right? <laughs> <laughs> as well as on all of the video on demand rental kind of vibes. So yeah, check that out. And if you love us and want to support us, the best way, there's two ways you can do it. There is reviewing us on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you're using, but preferably on Apple Podcasts, giving us that five-star review and a, and a review saying you enjoy the show. That would mean the world to us. It's a free Fairly low effort, but still we're super grateful for it. A uh, way to show your support. It makes us feel good. It also really, really does help the show. Or if maybe you have a little cash money you want to throw at us, we will happily accept it via Patreon, where you in return will get all kinds of perks like extended episodes, bonus episodes, live shows. We're gearing up for our next live show. Oh, and this yeah. one's going to be <laughs> Let's just say it's a real barn burner. <laughs> <laughs> if one. you know what I'm saying, <laughs> you will barely be able to contain your excitement. Oh my god! <laughs> okay, all right, and you know, just it's coming. You know, later this year, roughly midsummer would it be when you could check that out. Anyway, we'll we'll plug <laughs> that more as we get closer. But check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash zombie girls. Come check out the perks. Oh, and it'll it'll spit you right into our Discord, which believe me, there is that's where you want to be on the internet. It's the internet done right. Because it's just nothing but us hanging out, talking horror movies, sharing cat photos, and just being goofballs all day. And we would love for you to come do that with us. So join our Patreon. All right, awesome. So in that case, Ariel, why don't you go ahead and take us out? All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the More Deadly's Director's Cut. I hope you enjoyed our interview with Hannah Bergholm. Thank you to Hannah for taking the time to talk to us. That was so much fun, and it was such valuable information. So thank you for that, and we will be back next time. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Thanks to everyone for listening, and thanks to my co-host, Ariel, who's always willing to come on here and geek out about horror with me. And finally, thanks to the women who make the horror films we love so much. Production of this episode was done by yours truly. Editing was done by Ariel Messman Rucker. And our theme song, More Deadly, was by Elizabeth Kyle and Eric Neal.